and welcome to the Pompey Politics Podcast. Blue and yellow till we die. I'm Ian Tiny Morris. And I'm Simon Sandsbury. Good so, lord, old chap, it's been a while. Uh, yes, it's been a while, but you know, there's been nothing going on, nothing really happening that much. Bit of prorogation, is that going to be word of the year, do you think? Prorogation? I think so. I went for a bit of a walk around London yesterday. I was going to say, were you out thwarting the will of the people again yesterday? Or having a jolly good go? I thought you had given that up for Lent. I thought you were now, no people's vote, just Article 50, no thanks, we've already had one. <laughs> um, n- no, no, no. Um, but, um, you know, just asking people, is this what you wanted? A confirmatory re- referendum to decide on what the hell should happen now because basically it's a frigging mess and everybody is pulling their hair out not that i had much to start with yeah indeed i died i haven't been doing much polit- i had a little bit of a political uh, arrangement the other friday i was in one of our one of our favorite local venues the wedgwood rooms i was watching the levelers i reckon i was the only card carrying member of the conservative party in there by some way and in fact, at one point, I'd, an old friend of mine said, I can't believe you're here. And I smiled and just took the, a little bit of the card out of my wallet. He said, you can't show that here. That's like showing your winky. So there I was, singing along with all the socialist anthems. It was lovely. It was absolutely lovely. Super time is out by all. Okay. John McDonald would be proud. He would be. There's only one way, and that's not John McDonald's. But uh, yes, so marvellous. So it's all been going on. A bit mm-hmm. local, we might touch on later. But nationally... Mm. Boris went to the EU and he came back with his new deal, which, before you jump on, and I, I would expect you to, <laughs> it is, is new in some ways but not in others. It is very similar to the withdrawal agreement that Theresa May had, but I guess the key change is the removal of the so-called backstop. Or is it the restructuring of the back... Well, the back... The backstop could go on forever, couldn't it? Whereas this effectively puts the border in place at the end of two years. If we haven't found a technical solution, the border exists between mainland UK and Northern Ireland. Okay, so Theresa May's deal had the backstop in it, which some people were unhappy with because it created a situation that if solutions weren't found by the people that say that they are that the solutions are imminent these technical yep. alternative solutions so that only if those solutions didn't work that these people promised us would work would the so what the EU had actually suggested was that Northern Ireland would remain in the single market and the customs union what Theresa May had had asked was that because the DUP were um, cross. cross about that um, that rather than that just be Northern Ireland, and that would be the whole of the United Kingdom, so that there wasn't any um, difference between Northern Ireland and the rest of the Union. The only subtle omission there is that, but that could go on ad infinitum, and only when the EU agreed that the technical solution was satisfactory, could we dissolve that arrangement. So there was no, once you were, it was like the Hotel California, you could check in any time you so, like, but you could never leave. So it, what was strange was that the very people that were unhappy about that provision of a, of an insurance uh, against basically creating an open wall into, into the single yep. market um, were the same people that were saying that these alternative solutions were actually viable and that they could work, but weren't able to present them. Um, so it kind of made sense of the thing that 
is in place and on, is only needed if your solution doesn't work, yep. you're objecting to, but you're telling me that your solution does work. That kind of doesn't make sense. I, so Boris's solution. Yes. So, because, um, you know, something's changed, something's remains the thing. Um, so Boris's um, solution, which I have to admit, I didn't think he was going to come back with anything. No. So um, my hat off to Mr. Johnson for actually being able to come back with something. Um, his solution is that, so instead, this is this is where it, um, I tried to get my head around it. So instead, what he suggests is that although there's a there's still a transition period until until yep. the end of 2020, um, what he suggests is that although Northern Ireland won't remain in the single market and the customs union, it, it will remain in regulatory alignment and customs alignment with the single market and the customs union. Yep. So with the EU, without actually being a member. So that will mean that for goods shipped into Northern Ireland, they might actually end up having to pay UK import and EU import taxes and then which depending on where those goods end up those will be refunded yes so that 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 bit is there now in terms of of how that's been received the DUP are spitting feathers they are not happy I don't think they're a particularly happy bunch at the best of times I don't think there are too many DUP open mic comedy nights but that's just speculation I don't think they're known for their frivolity no so but they are they have they, they, they seem to be, they've got the hump, and I guess I can see why, but I don't have a lot of sympathy. We discussed just before we came on air, the DUP demands to be treated the same as the, uh, as the whole of the UK. Well, you might want to get your heads around LGBTQ rights and perhaps some of the you know abortion laws if you want to be treated the same, but you want to be treated differently there, but when it comes to customs, you want to be treated the same. So I've not got a lot of sympathy for the DUP. Um, it seems like the ERG, who were the people who were dead set against the backstop, are now falling in behind this new Borisian compromise. A key part of Johnson's plan is that the arrangement by which Northern Ireland um, um, stays in this alignment with the EU is something then that Stormont would get to vote on regularly in order to be out so that the democratically elected representatives of Northern Ireland people in um, in Stormont, um, a an administration that hasn't met for three years. No, no, because not. the DUP and Sinn Fein fell out over something weird about heating. Heating, um, so things got a bit heated. They did. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, you could you could basically if you were a and the church was right at the centre of this. It was a green energy scheme that said if you had a massive barn that you didn't use, the government would pay you money to put in a green heating system. Then you ran the heating system to heat the massive big empty barn and the government gave you more money back than it cost you to heat it. That sounds perfectly reasonable way to combat climate change. It wasn't ideal and obviously uh, mistakes <laughs> were made and people fell out and there was general fistfights and everybody took their ball home. Um, so We yeah, digress. Yes, so um, so Johnson's um, withdrawal arrangement suggests Ooh, that... Oh, that sounds filthy. Only in your mind. Um, I apologise, listener, for Ian's disgraceful, disgraceful and I, I'm disappointed. I'm not surprised. But I am disappointed, um, which is probably something the DUP said to Boris Johnson yeah, over that's the weekend. Pretty much the same. Um, so, um, Although they advocate the withdrawal. Um, order, Northern, uh, order, 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 order. order. Right. So Stormont would get to vote basically yep. on whether to continue that arrangement. 
And if it decides to then diverge from that arrangement, I think it's every four or eight years, depending on how those votes goes, that they get to do that they get to do that. So art uh, is it's and that being the first opportunity being four years after the end of this transition period, which is the end of 2020. So in 2024, yep. they get the first opportunity to vote on that. Um, and if Stormont agrees to actually continue with that, there's a frictionless border between Northern Ireland and the Republic of Ireland, but it does mean that there need to be some checks from goods going from Great Britain into Northern Ireland in case they end up in the Republic and therefore in the single market in the custody unit. And that makes sense. As somebody who has worked historically in the logistics industry and as understands a little bit, although has forgotten most of it, there is this situation where certain goods, if we've done a trade deal with somebody else, which then undercuts the price of mangoes in Europe because we've done a deal with, I don't know who grows mangoes, but somebody then there is an element of there, there would be a, a potentially a tariff that has to be paid. So yeah. it all gets very complicated and very dull. Mm -hmm. But ultimately, so Boris came forward with his new deal and we had Super Saturday, yes, which started with a magnificent win for the England rugby team progressing to the, uh, the Rugby World Cup semi-finals. Uh, not so well for Ireland, there's a theme here. Um, who got knocked out of the Rugby World Cup, and then I waited in anticipation of us making the great leap forward and the bill going to vote. It was going to be terribly close, nip and tuck. And then there was the left-wing arrangement. Do you mean amendment. the left-wing amendment? Oh, yes, yes. You got the left-wing amendment. Yes, used to be a good man, gone funny now. So your, defi your definition of good and bad is, is entirely relying on whether they agree with you on matters Brexit. But Absolutely not. I, um, as a broad church, I've always said there's room for two opinions, mine and wrong. But Oliver Leftwing... Okay, so Oliver Leftwing's amendment um, required that Boris Johnson's withdrawal arrangement, it required that that could only actually be appro officially approved by Parliament once um, all of the legal necessities also whatever legislation they needed to be passed in order to actually bring it into law and, and make things work so that would be kind of random stuff like changing what the what the agency is that declares whether medicines are fit to yeah. um, fit yeah. to um, be sold in the UK um, what what um, you know who who the basically the responsible for um, livestock um, etc all of those sorts of things would need to be changed all of those little details those laws the, the, that those bits of legislation would need to happen so Letwin is saying Okay, if if those things aren't ready, there's a danger that even if Parliament passes Johnson's withdrawal arrangement, there's a danger that actually we um, leave without a deal effectively because those things aren't all the little details haven't actually been taken care of before the big thing. So on a up. on a practical, honest level, mm -hmm. what he's saying is actually we want to make sure that all of the I's are dotted and the T's crossed before yep. we crash out. The sinister amongst those say yeah because Boris uh, what he really wants is no deal and there's a, a fear that on some of those minor points of order and law there'd be filibusting and and general slowing of everything down and then suddenly on October the 31st oh dear sorry oh look we've left with no deal by accident um, possibly I mean some people might, might be cynical about that on on, um, on on either side so the other thing to be wary of is that Johnson's withdrawal arrangement um, doesn't set into play anything about it doesn't say speak to anything about what our future relationship is like it relies that to be actually dictated by or that to be formed by whatever trading arrangement we end up with with the EU so that is a blank check effectively so um, it is still possible actually with Johnson's arrangement 
to leave without a deal. Well, so that might be why the ERG are quite happy to go along with it. Could um, be. Um, actually going back on their promise to not actually vote for any arrangement unless actually the DUP were happy with it, which is strange because the DUP obviously aren't happy with this one. And Boris obviously going back on his original promise not to do anything to instill checks between in basically in the Irish Sea. Yeah. So, um, so kind of duck, ducking the diving. So Boris decided to pull his um, his vote, so his meaningful vote on his withdrawal arrangement. He decided to pull that. Um, and actually is intending to, I believe, to bring that back to Parliament on Monday. Well, there's some debate about whether it's Monday or Tuesday, because I know on Monday they intend to bring back the legal instruments to effectively to try and get those all across, or to start... Or do all the little stuff. Yeah, yeah. and I, I think most people say, well, actually, that's, you know... And once that's done, it's then down to the meaningful vote, isn't it? It's mm -hmm. that, do does Parliament agree with this or not? In the interim... We had we've had three letter gate, haven't we? So, yeah, so, so Boris has kind of fudged his homework a little bit. Well, it, it's that element of of he was required to send a letter asking for an extension. Yes, which he sent a rather tatty photocopy, unsigned, and not even with his name on it. It just said legal legal parliament legal parliament extension. Guess I've got to ask even though I don't want to, the Prime Minister. Um, and then he followed that with a letter that said, my dear old thing, it was a marvellous statesman-like meeting with you last week and the other 27 and a wonderful to work together in a harmonious and joyful future, ipso facto, ad infinitum, marvellous, 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 wouldn't want any delay, love you all forever, lots of, no, lot of marvellous future-working relationship, no delay, no delay, lots of love, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister. Shall we try some facts instead? Well, it's facts. I've given you the edited highlights. Mm, not so much. So, um, so the unsigned letter that Boris Johnson actually sent, yes. which is um, it was a photocopy. Um, which, but it, but he actually, it, you're right. It's not signed and it doesn't have his name on it. But it's actually concluded as your sincerely Prime Minister of the United Kingdom, yes. of Great Britain, and Northern Ireland. So, um, it's interesting that he's chosen to send that from the office rather than the person. Yep. Um, so um, yes, basically he he has sent a letter, um, and um, there's debate as to does that comply with the Ben Act, um, and it will be for the um, for the EU, so for the European Council to decide whether they um, whether that meets their requirements as to as they see that as, a, as an instruction. Um, it's worth mentioning that the Articles of the European Union. Um, only allow them to accept instructions from a member government that meet with their constitutional arrangements mm. that are legal in their in their member country. So um, I suspect that they will accept the instruction of a request for an extension. I think they will. Yeah. Um, and, and to be fair, um, the the withdrawal arrangement that Boris Johnson has um, has concluded with the EU actually kind of leaves some kind of holes in it. But I wonder whether, to be really honest, that although it moves them into places where they said they weren't going to go, so they were, they said that they weren't going to reopen the withdrawal agreement, and they, they obviously did in order yep. to conclude these negotiations, and they said that they weren't going to remove the backstop, and they did, because obviously this, this has been removed. But the interesting thing is that when Stormont votes about whether to, whether to continue those arrangements or not, even if the motion passes, 
instalment to actually remove those arrangements and to basically revert to being like the rest of the UK, whatever the UK arrangement is at that point. Yeah. Um, all it requires is for basically Sinn Féin to walk out of Stormont, therefore dissolving dissolving Stormont, and and the Northern Northern Ireland then automatically reverts to the arrangement as agreed in this withdrawal agreement. So it actually continues with alignment with the with the European yep. Union. Um, so in that sort of respect, I wonder whether the EU have said this is actually an uncomfortable thing, but we want to be doing everything we can to try and actually make this possible and to be negotiating uh, as helpfully as we can. But they were so certain that probably Boris isn't actually going to pass it that that's why they were quite willing to do it. Well, I, or you can look at it the other way, which is that perhaps they're as fed up with this as we are. Well, I think that's, that, and, that and, isn't untrue. Yeah. I think, I think, so it's that, I, yeah. well, well, tell us what we've got to do to get this across the line. Mm. And so the, the now the interesting, the, the piece which I still don't get, and I will, I, I will never understand this uh, in, in all of this, is that... It is is the brinkmanship that is being undertaken by the Labour Party, and I, I I still don't get the fact that. Well, I think I do get it, but at this point, or I, I don't. Uh, it, the fact that Jeremy Corbyn was condemning it as unacceptable, e even before he had opened the envelope, and this dogmatic. Uh, no, 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 because. Boris is not going to withdraw Article 50. That isn't going to happen. Mate, he doesn't have to be the one that does it. No, I know. But there's an element of... of, and I really hope that there are enough... It was interesting how they were in Barnsley. Now, Barnsley voted to leave 67 to 33. And both of the Barnsley MPs are still voting against the withdrawal agreement. And I know people are not an absolute democracy representative, blah, 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 blah. but surely there's got to be a time when if the people that you represent have given you such a clear mandate, who are you serving? Are you serving the people of Barnsley or are you serving the leader of your political party? Um. I, I think that kind of misses the point entirely, doesn't it? Really, at the end of the day, the, 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 surely the question is: is is if you're willing to accept a deal, no matter how bad it is, or without actually understanding it properly, without um, yep. scrutinising it correctly, if you're willing to accept it just because you want, you, you know, um, whether that's out of boredom or whether that's out of allegiance, um, that's equally concerning as um, as basically dismissing it outright so you know at the end of the day the only way that we we the only hope we have of ever moving forward is finding a way where We've got to get where the consensus. two sides yeah, actually yeah. are able to find some center ground on, on which they agree there is um room for um there is a way that boris johnson can get his withdrawal agreement through parliament and it's quite simple mm -hmm. all he needs to do is to agree that, and because he's so certain that it is the will of the people, and it is what he promised them in 2016, and it is what people voted for, that he puts it to the people as a confirmatory referendum. Is this the thing you wanted? 
Yeah. And that's all he needs to do. And that, well, to be yeah. fair, that's all Theresa May needed to do 18 months ago. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it, we, we, we are, you know, let's, let's not go over the old ground because we've done, we've done that one to death on several podcasts. It's, it, it's that element of, and I guess we'll see, maybe this will all, you know, we'll all be moving forward on Tuesday, but I thought we'd all be moving forward on Saturday. Um, where we go next is the odd thing. Will they, ex- I think the, UK, the EU will accept that letter as a request what weight they then give to his second letter basically saying hey he, i wrote to you because i had to but i really didn't want to and i don't want an extension and they'll treat it in the childish manner in which it was written i don't know that they will i i, 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 I think the and it's it's interesting because mm-hmm. you were adamant that the eu would not give any ground and i, I to be honest whilst i blustered and said good old boris he'll deal he'll go and see I, I, I'm surprised with what he came back with. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I'm, I'm surprised and with what he, came, it, what he came back with. But I think that the calculation that the EU have made is that it is far better for them to be, um, to be in a situation where they can, they can honestly say that they've tried to do everything they can yeah. based on our red lines to try to find actually a workable solution or something that actually has a chance of getting through. They have no control over what happens in Westminster and ironically nor does the pm no 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 so no, no. um nor does anybody at the moment well, yeah, so i I, I guess we map through if tuesday the vote comes mm-hmm. or monday the vote comes it's obvious that some labor folk are going to cross the floor and vote with the government because you know they they represent strong leave constituencies and again how many there are mm-hmm. is speculation it was 322 to 306 for the left-wing yeah. amendment, which means that, by my maths, if nine people change... Or is it eight people? Eight, if eight people change sides, it's a draw. If nine people who voted for the left-wing amendment cross to join the government, mm-hmm. then it is 315 to 313, ring the bell, the, uh, the amendment passes. So if I was the EU... I wouldn't be doing anything with either of those letters at the moment other than looking at them and shaking my head slightly slowly. And let's wait and see what Monday, Tuesday brings. And in fact, listeners, by the time you hear this, unless Simon's super brilliant with his editing, the answer may already be known. Well, um, I, see, I think the... Um, so the interesting thing is that the DUP voted for the Letwin Amendment. They did. But I don't think they're going to vote for... The deal. No. So they're not going to change sides. No. And the rest of the makeup um, that have voted um, for the voted for the Letwin Amendment. Um, the only way that um, the Scots Nats, the Lib Dems, the Scots Nats and the Lib Dems, well, there's none, or, none of them can. Or any of the, the Labour or some certain members of the Labour Party are going to vote for the deal is if. If there's an attachment of it being put back to the people in the country, no, I don't. Back. I don't think so. I think there are some members of the Labour Party who are absolutely who are at the position where they've got to make a decision. They have got to choose between their constituents and the Labour front bench what they want. They're going to make that choice. Uh, but there were. Five Labour MPs that voted against the Letwin Amendment. Yep. So there's five who've already made that choice. So they're already, but they've already made it. So you need to find another eight. 
I've got no, we've got to find. We've got to find nine. I've got to find nine more people mm-hmm. who voted for left wing, but will once once the tick is in the box. In fact, I believe that left wing is actually one of them. So he's one already who said, if this is done, I will vote with the government in favour of the deal. So we're sort of one down, eight to go. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I absolutely accept it is going to be terribly tight. But you've already got five five Labour MPs who I I I can't see it. So let, let's work on the let's work on the let's work on some di- on some different hypotheses. So assume that it does pass. Yes. Whee. What could happen next? So shall we pause? I think so. And have some tea. Absolutely. While we cogitate. Hmm. get along. And we're back. We're back. Mm-hmm. Waiting for the great leap forward. So we're gonna we're gonna play out some scenarios now. So Tuesday, let's say Tuesday because it all makes life easier. So Johnson gets the nine people he needs who supported the left wing variation. They move across. They support the arrangement. He keeps all the people that he's got, and he wins by two votes. Three. Mm-hmm. You don't think that's the end though, do you? Well, um, I mean, don't forget, obviously, the Letwin Amendment requires him to ask for an extension, which he has he's done, already he's asked for anyway. Fully so, um, so um, you know, at the end of the day, even if there is an extension, um, if we solve things quicker than that, then there's nothing to stop, you know, we wouldn't have to use all of it, but it just means that there isn't a danger that we yep. accidentally topple off. Yep. Um, so, so I wonder, is there a possibility then? So if that passes, it looks like Johnson's actually able to deliver deliver Brexit as far as some people see it because there are quite a lot of people that aren't happy and don't consider this Brexit. For example, Mr Farage is saying that he wants an extension because he doesn't consider this this Brexit flavour to be Brexity enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll put to the, the side a second about how how different people seem to have different interpretations of what Brexit is or isn't. So what happens next? Could that be that as Boris Johnson is at risk of taking us out of the European Union and having left, it's much harder for us to then rejoin. Yeah, and yeah. the Labour Party not being very happy with this withdrawal agreement because it doesn't protect workers' rights, it doesn't protect um, health protections, it doesn't protect. Could that be the point at which Jeremy finally raises emotional no confidence? Yeah. Well, that's his last roll of the dice, isn't it? Well, it, it is because... So it, from it, that, a couple of other things then happen. Yep. Um, so there's some in in some in some houses. That's the dog, by the way. Yep. Um, scratching and shaking. Yep. It? So in 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 it's, some schools of thought. Yep. Um, the last date by which you want an election this year, rather than risk having an election in winter, um, with the theory being that in winter, obviously it's darker, it's harder to campaign, weather's miserable, people won't necessarily be inclined to come out and vote. Yep. So the last day would be the 28th of November, that being a Thursday. Obviously, it doesn't have to be a Thursday because, you know, as we've said before, this, it doesn't have to be on a Thursday. Yep. But nonetheless, we say 28th of November. In order to have an election on that date, um, that would have to be something actually that the government passes a motion requesting an early general election for. So obviously, if that's in Corbyn's favour, that's not something Johnson's going to do. Well, there's an element of, I guess, if I was being Boris, I'd look at it and say, well, I, if I if my vote's passed, mm-hmm. I'm a happy boy. Why would I now want to call a general election? Well, so, unless... I, well, 
bah, 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 bah. <laughs> there is an element of look I know I'm in a minority government and I'd want to be out of that mm. but there's almost an element of well let's let's get the Brexit thing done October the 31st I put all my arrangements on that and then you know it, it's it's another one of these things isn't it where you know the, the parliamentary calendar it's 31st of October there's only about four or five weeks before they then go into the Christmas recess they come back and I think there is an element there of of if I was Johnson I'd kind of be looking to muddle through, through for a few months rather than necessarily pulling the can because the motion of no confidence means that Jeremy Corbyn has got to get a, enough people around him to enable him to form a government now your chaps have, have given him the no thanks I can't see the DUP being that keen I can't see oh well we're not going to be very keen so that leaves himself the angry Scottish people and that's not enough is it no so so for him to um I, I agree it's not unless he kind of suddenly feels that okay well, I'm now delivering on Brexit I've now done Brexit yep so now is a good point for me to get a majority to deliver all the other things I want to do um he might choose that that is the right isn't the right time of year to do it and maybe he wants to wait till the new year to then actually have a have an early election in yep. order to in order to um, give him the power to be able to lose deliver some of the things that he so um, so there's that um, but from a Corbyn's perspective um, raising a motion of no confidence um, in order to remove Johnson from government in order to make sure that the that the conservative party's brexit so this version of brexit that johnson's come back with from doesn't go ahead from the eu he's the negotiator he's he is it's yeah. two to tango yeah um so if um because the labor party have said all along that they want their their jobs first brexit i think sensible their sensible jobs first brexit yep. um so if they're that against actually allowing this form of brexit to go ahead bearing in mind that even the Brexit party don't want this form of Brexit to go ahead. Their last roll of the dice is to raise a motion and a confidence next week in order to bring down, try to bring down the government if the with, this withdrawal agreement actually passes, if it, if it goes through. Now, if that happens, you've then got another... So it's an all-in kind of strategy. Yeah, so yeah. Um, then you get 14 days in which anybody else has the opportunity to try to form a government. Now, obviously... Corbyn would want to try, I guess, to try and form a government, but he just doesn't have the votes, despite what the shouty people on Twitter keep yeah. um, attacking Joe Swinson for. They, you know, they, he just doesn't have the numbers. The, you know, um, and for a government and national unity, there's an argument that it shouldn't be actually a leader of one of the existing parties. It should be someone else because it's a temporary government to try and find a way through this mess. But none, so, if he can't, if we can't have a government of national unity formed within that 14-day period. Yep. And Corbyn can't form a Labour government in that period because the arithmetic in Parliament hasn't changed. Nope. Then we fall into an election which has to be at least five weeks after that 14-day period. So that, puts so us that in, takes us into December. And it puts us in mid-December. Mm -hmm. And by that time, we've Brexited. Mm -hmm. Now, the, 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 that's an interesting piece because... If I was looking at that from a strategic standpoint, almost that is the nuclear option for Corbyn. Yep. Because if I'm Boris Johnson, and that's the way we end up, 
I will be absolutely crowing about the fact that I finally managed to deliver Brexit for you and look at the man, the pitiful man Corbyn, still trying to thwart the will of the people, him and his Remainer Parliament, looking to try and rob you of what you voted for. Can you trust this man? He's a weasley-eyed snake. Vote Conservative. And I think that would be annihilation for the Labour Party. Not that I'm not saying I don't want that. No, no. But, but I cannot see the pitch that he's going to go to the country with that says, I tried to stop Brexit and I didn't. Nobody likes me because I smell of jam. And now vote for me. So... What's his pitch? So the possibility would be that if Johnson's withdrawal agreement passes with the Letwin Amendment, having amended it... Yep. Parliament doesn't give its consent to the withdrawal agreement until all of the legislation has passed in order to allow us to leave. Yes. So you talked earlier on about the potential that um, some filibustering might go on in order to in order to allow us to kind of drop out at the end of 2020. Yep. But if the Letwin Amendment is live in this legislation, yes. then it means that we don't actually leave because Parliament hasn't actually given its consent until that legislation has passed. So if the if all of the you know the the little detail stuff gets held hold up because mm -hmm. it's filibustered or amended beyond or, the point of being useful yeah, or the government has been brought down or the government has been brought down then actually that in itself stops us actually leaving so it, that you know so it's e e either way if that's what happens if that and, and that is the late tackle that corbyn puts in to try and stop brexit happening or do you know what i wouldn't give him a snowball's chance in hell i think that i think that could Oh, I mean, you guys at least can stand there with your integrity intact. I think he would get absolutely flayed. I think that would I think it would lead to an enormous majority because I think that Conservatives would do a little deal with the TBP, and we would stay away from the traditional Labour areas, let them romp about in the Midlands and the North. I think you chaps would do well in the. In the metropolitan and the in the southwest, I think you're calling us the metropolitan elite. I'm not saying you're the metropolitan elite, but what I'm saying is there is the very strong remain areas, which you know some of those are in Labour hands at the moment, but Labour all along have not they've not looked hard. They've tried to they've tried to you know right, tried to walk that line to please everybody. You know we're 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 not going to leave and we're not going to remain and we're not going to remain and we're not going to leave. And ultimately, I th Ooh. oh, it could be blue and yellow till we die, mate. Oh, and there we go. And on that honestly, it will be like Portsmouth. There'll be a massive blue block, a massive, well, slightly less massive. And hopefully, there won't be any morons punching horses. No, no, unfortunately, they're, they're, uh, as we've seen in our fair city this this week, unfortunately, there are the odd minority of morons out there. Uh, reference the newly opened toilets in College Park. Yeah, let's hope karma comes back to, to, to serve justice on some people. So who knows what will happen? Mm -hmm. uh, in the words of Billy Bragg, we are still waiting for the great leap forward. Bearing in mind that if we go on much longer, we serve a greater chance of being massively out of date yeah. by the time we get this to you. We're going to call it quits there and wait and see what happens next. And you've been listening to the Pompey Politics Podcast. I've been Simon Sandsbury. I've been Ian Morris. We're still both blue and yellow till we die. Enjoy all the fun that's out there, kids. Stay safe.